Welcome to the Aaron Novello Podcast. Are you looking to master the art of real estate sales? Do you want to level up your business and lifestyle? You are in the right place. Aaron and his guests share winning real estate sales strategies and techniques and show you how to win the inner game that leads to financial freedom. Get ready. Here is your host, top producing real estate agent and coach to some of the top agents in the U.S. and internationally, Aaron Novello. Buying followers is pretty easy. Like you can go on Google or look up, but it doesn't affect your account with the overall algorithms of, of uh, most of these platforms. Those followers are going to go away. Like they're not followers that you're buying or stay there forever. The Instagram platform starts removing them automatically. What many people don't realize is that like attention is a form of payment. When we're talking to like children or we want somebody to really listen to us, we're like, hey, attention. You should be focusing on what you do the best rather than just investing most of your time in, in things that you can just uh, delegate to somebody that knows exactly how to do it and that's and they can put their full focus on it. Welcome back, Novello Nation, to another episode of the Aaron Novello Podcast. We have with us one of the creative social media branding kind of gurus, right? Uh, Esteban Cordova, he's with EC Creative Media, specializes in branding and social media for real estate agents. I actually personally uh, employ him and uh, have been seeing great results from his services. So uh, welcome to the call, brother. Really appreciate you taking the time to be with me here today. Thank you, man. Uh, thank you for having me here. Like honestly, great honor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my pleasure, man. So I always like to bring people to the platform who can add, you know, lots of value. And I, I definitely believe that you fit that criteria. And, you know, I, I get a lot of questions from folks, right? Uh, coaching clients and things of that nature, asking me about social. I don't think they really have a plan around it. Uh, I think a lot of them have been taught just to turn their camera on and like talk, yeah. which was mm -hmm. like, I feel like that was like two years ago. And now things have changed and I learned that like platforms matter. I also have learned that production matters a lot. You know, ever since we have, you know, been utilizing your services, I've seen all of our stuff, you know, uh, really jump in terms of followers, subscribers, things of that nature. So my question, my first question to you is like, what are main platforms that agents should be on because there's so many platforms for them to choose from. So what do you think are the main ones that you're seeing, not only for us, you know, the work you do with us, but also with other agents that you work with that are really, you know, really working for them? Yeah, I mean, I would say the main platforms at the moment that any real estate agent should focus or invest more of their time on, it's definitely going to be Instagram, uh, Facebook is still going to be one of them, and then uh, TikTok and YouTube. I would say those are the main like four platforms. Uh, I would say the reason why it's because at least on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube are one of the main platforms where you can still see a lot of organic, like truly organic uh, growth and organic reach. Uh, because at the end of the day, now they've become more of a video driven platforms. And that's what's really killing. Uh, and uh, that's the name of the game right now, just video content. Yeah, that's awesome. And I've definitely seen that in my experience. Uh, you know, it took me. I don't know, maybe like two years to build, you know, a medium sized following on Instagram. It took me two months to do actually more than that on TikTok. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. We, yeah, yeah, with your help. So um, that's interesting. So, you know, platforms, you know, kind of the ones that people would hear of Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, really with a focus on video on all of those platforms. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Yeah. So yeah, whether yeah, it be reels like, on Instagram or just videos on TikTok or having a podcast, which is, which can be seen on video or videos mm -hmm. that you're putting on a YouTube channel. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing right now, um, as you mentioned that, you know, of course the focus on those uh, social media platforms that also primarily focus on video content is because right now, nowadays, the type of content that's working the best, the format is video, you know, even more, a lot more than uh, picture content or any other type of like audio content, just video is killing it because, um, you know, a lot of platforms, including, you know, I'm going to put as an example, Instagram, you know, Instagram ironically started as a picture sharing platform with friends, right? Like many years ago when it started. And then actually a few months back, uh, the Instagram CEO actually and that publicly announced that they're going to be shifting uh, and they already are shifting their platform to be a more video based platform. So that's why when, uh, you know, a lot of people have seen uh, throughout the past pretty much a year uh, that a lot of their picture content also is not doing as well as before or they just see that videos are just getting a lot more reach than anything else because that, that's pretty much what they want to be focusing on. So I was going to say that, yeah, I think that that's one of the main reasons that anybody that wants to do anything on any platform right now, uh, even more of those four main platforms we mentioned, uh, you should be doing video content. Like, that, that's just, there's no way around it. Yeah, it's very interesting in terms of that evolution, right? Where, you know, two years ago, the game was a little bit different and it's evolved tremendously since then. So now really the focus primarily needs to be on video. And with that comes the challenge of a kind of, you know, what content to post, which I know, you know, you help right. people with. Um, and then also be overcoming uh, this kind of barrier to entry that a lot of people have is just insecurity about being on camera. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I was going to talk about that, that uh, basically with most of uh, our clients or most people that we talk to um, and let them know that basically, hey, the reality is that if you do want to grow and want to get the results you're, you're, you're searching for on social media, you're going to have to like put yourself out there and make videos, right? Um, so yeah, one of the biggest uh, like things that we get from people always is like, uh, so the things that are like limiting uh, men, you know, things in their mind, it's first of all, yeah, like how do I even come up with ideas of what to post on social media, on, on videos? Like how do I come up with scripts or with whatever, you know, to record? And then the other one, of course, is like, I'm super camera shy. I'm not like super outgoing, you know, like I, you know, I don't, I don't want people to see my face out there that much on, on a video. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the main things I, I, you know, I can say about that is that, well, first of all, even more, we're talking specifically about real estate agents, right? I think as a real estate agent, you are in, a, in, a, in an industry where you don't really have an option other than, other than work on your people's uh, skills and your social skills, right? I mean, you have to deal with people all the time, every single day. So part of that is just kind of being comfortable having people see your face. And, and actually, that's what you want people uh, to do the most. You know, you want people in your local area to see your face every single day, like time and time again. Um, and yeah, so that what I always tell people is that at the, at the end of the day, it's like anything else in life that you're doing for the first time. You might be a little bit afraid or a little bit timid about it. But what you really need to do is just go ahead and, and get it done. Like just do it already for the first time, two times, three times. And the more you just do it, the more repetition you have with it, it just kind of becomes uh, something else that is almost part of you uh, at that point. So it becomes a lot easier at that point. Yeah. Yeah. That's been my experience where, you know, sometimes people might watch me or like Jose, I know you work with him and, uh, 
you know, there's always a camera around, so we can always be like, okay, you ready? Like, let's go, right? Because you just do it so frequently that it just becomes second nature. Now, I wrote something down here, which was really interesting, is like this idea of like a limiting belief, right? Because my experience is, is when people are stuck, there's usually three things. It's either a skill, uh, it's a character trait, or it's a limiting belief. And, you know, a lot of what's stopping people is kind of a combination of all three. They might say like, ah, well, by nature, I'm kind of shy or I don't like to be the spotlight of attention. Or they might have a limiting belief like, why would anybody want to hear what I have to say? Or why would anybody watch this? Right. Um, so just overcoming those things. And there's people out there like you who can help people. You know, you give them the ideas and give them that kind of encouragement and then they just, you know, get it started. So my question to you is my next question is, is like, with regards to content, obviously like videos working. So clearly like that's the focus. And then what I'm aware of is I was doing video for a little bit, but it was more like, Hey, like, right. And that worked to a certain point. And then what I realized, it's not like in a way, like if you build it, they will come the content, even if it's really good, what I'm learning is, is that production matters like a lot. Yeah like captions matter, like hat, like all of these things really, really matter. So talk a little bit about why it's so important that if you're gonna like, yes, you should do it period, but also, um, you know, why production's important to cause your following to grow. Yeah, so basically talking again about the video content, right? Uh, like you said, it's not just uh, a matter of recording anything or saying hi to your audience and talking about any topic and just posting it out there, right? I would say like the, the most uh, important factors when it comes to the video content that you're gonna be putting out there on social media, it comes even from the, or the, the first step, which is the idea itself, right? Where you're even getting the idea. Uh, what I always tell clients is that when it comes to social media, uh, a lot of the times, yes, we want to encourage people to be innovative or original or whatever, but you don't need to reinvent the wheel. That's exactly it. Like you don't need to reinvent the wheel with social media. All you really need to do is be attentive and analyze what other people are doing. So basically that's how we get most of, uh, of the ideas that we want to be doing for videos, right? Like we see, okay, what is happening even either in my own niche, like in the real estate uh, niche or what's happening in general in the, in the social media platforms, where are the, some of the trends that are going on right now? Uh, you know, what type of videos have other real estate agents made in the past, like couple weeks or that, or the past month that have gotten really good results. And let me just take that and improve it, even give it some like extra, uh, flavor in there, just kind of put my own personality. And then I know that even just because I, I already, I'm grabbing almost a proven concept, something that already worked is going to have a higher probability of working also for me too. Right. But then it's not just about the idea. Like we talked about the next things is first of all, um, like you said, even on the production side, it's, I would say that it's not just the outside factors of production as far as like lighting and, and uh, the video camera and the editing and all that, which is all important and we'll talk about right now, but it's even you yourself, right? How you produce the video yourself, how you, um, the, the type of energy even that you're putting on a video sometimes, uh, you know, your attitude, even body language. Um, and then even like, I think something that I've seen you that you honestly do so well and then everybody actually acknowledges even on the comments it's your way of uh communicating of speaking even like the the you know how you know just uh, the different uh tones of, of your boys and how that 
changes uh, with different things you say. So that all that is really, really important. Um, but yeah, like you said, uh, it, when it comes to the other parts of production too, right? It, it it's it's very important. Like whenever you're re- recording a video, for example, you do want to make sure that lighting is good because we've seen and we've tested that actually a video, which with the same uh, concept, the same idea, the same even script or anything, and even the same length, everything was the same, but the lighting was not good in one video, and then was really good on the other one then uh, that already caused a big change on the results as far as like the the reach the views and everything that the video got even engagement itself uh those are just things that even openly a lot of these platforms have shared uh with people that are things that they look at in their algorithms to just kind of you know push even more uh, a video or, or a piece of content out there yeah and then um yeah, I mean, so I, I could talk about production all day, but, you know, of course, it's just a lot of small things, lighting, even uh, I would say angles is one of the most important things that I, I know that we even spoke to you about. I know that the first time that, that we were recording some TikToks, uh, you were recording kind of most of them just kind of like sitting down in one place and talking to the camera throughout the whole video uh, or through, throughout the whole TikTok. Uh, what people want to see now nowadays is because of people's attention span is so short nowadays because of social media, they want to see things kind of changing constantly, like, like super quick. So even if you can just easily do a camera angle switch uh, after two or three seconds of saying one line of the video and then the next one you record it at a slightly different angle or maybe with a different background or whatever, all those things really help with the overall engagement and how your video is going to perform. Yeah, that's awesome. There's a lot there. So for those who are listening yeah. to this, make sure you're taking notes. And I wrote down a few things as you were talking, because I'm taking notes too, is there's a couple kind of things that I've been learning. And based on what you just shared, one is that consistency is really important. You got to make mm-hmm. sure you're consistently doing it on a regular basis. The second is is paying attention to what's working. And whether mm-hmm. they have somebody like you or if they're doing it themselves, pay attention to what's been working in your particular niche or space and then see what they're doing and then put your own kind of, you know, flavor on it sort of thing. And then the other thing that I found to be really true is uh, just being authentically you. You know, the best form of advertising is authenticity. So we had a video where I set an appointment at the end, I did two claps and a Ric Flair and you edited it really cool. And, um, but that was just real authentic and it's just who I am. And that gets tremendous amounts of response because people respond to kind of authenticity. So that makes a lot of sense. Now, one of the things that I've been telling agents for a while and I've been doing for a while uh, is just like the importance, because we're talking about video, you mentioned how to get content, you know, looking to see what's been working. We talk about consistency, we talk about overcoming, you know, being in front of the camera, that sort of thing. And I'm aware that there's certain channels, I think a lot of people have a tendency, they get really comfortable with one channel. And I really do think about this as channels because you're too young. But back in the day, there was a knob on a TV where you had to click it and there were different channels. Now there's tiles, Netflix and Hulu. They're like tiles on your screen. But like Facebook is a channel. Instagram is a channel. Uh, um, You know, TikTok is a channel. YouTube's a channel. And I find that people have a tendency to get comfortable with one channel. And it seems like the game is really like, no, you need to be on like multiple channels, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the channels that I've seen that has worked really well, I've had two channels that have been surprising to me. One is TikTok, which you've helped me with. And that's like, like the virality there is like crazy, right? And you could build like yeah. a crazy big audience in a sh- really short period of time. Um, that and YouTube. So talk a little bit about like 
how it could benefit an agent by having like a YouTube channel? Yeah. So what I always uh, tell people that are interested on um, starting a YouTube channel it's that the greatest benefit a YouTube channel can give you is the quality of the viewer or the quality of your follower, your subscriber. I would say in most times is a lot higher than the quality you're going to get on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook or anywhere else because it's a very simple reason. I mean, is the amount of time that people are investing on you every day. You know, like uh, there's a huge difference if somebody invests uh, four or five minutes or even 10, 20, 30 minutes. It depends if you have like a, a podcast or something on YouTube too, right? But normally people when post a, a video on YouTube is at least like four, five, six minutes long, 10 minutes long. So obviously if somebody's investing like five to 10 minutes of their day, uh, giving their attention to you and to what you had to say on that video compared to just giving you maybe a minute to two minutes of their day uh, watching your quick like TikTok or, or Instagram reel, then obviously the quality of that person on YouTube is going to be a lot higher. So obviously it all depends on what your goal with your YouTube channel is. But for example, if your goal is um, for people to watch your videos, get interested in what you do, and then eventually, of course, like contact you, hire you, get more business through YouTube, I would say that's just uh, one of the biggest benefits that probably the conversion rate of somebody watching you like a viewer into converting into a lead or a potential customer already is going to be probably way higher because uh, you just build more credibility with them already at that point, more authority, more influence uh, with them uh, on that sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So I'm taking notes here. So that's interesting. I hadn't really thought about that. But as you were saying that, it's like the quality of the YouTube subscriber is actually much higher because they're paid. So what many people don't realize is that like attention is a form of payment. Yeah. <clears throat> and if they're spending really, and we even say that, like, you know, when we're talking to like children or we want somebody to really listen to us, we're like pay attention. So we understand there's something being exchanged, right? Mm -hmm. So if somebody's going to spend five, 10 minutes, it's like they're spending more of that currency with you. So the quality of that subscriber or follower is much higher versus like, and I was doing, as you were saying that I was doing it in sequential order based on what my experience is. It's like YouTube and then Instagram, because there's much more engagement there. And then TikTok, because yeah. TikTok's like, boop, 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 like super fast, quick, like, right. Uh, because the, the, the kind of the, um, the environment of that particular platform. So you can get a large follower base, but it's probably less, you know, kind of engaged as these other ones. So um, that's just an interesting observation and I hadn't thought of that before. So then on that particular channel, which is YouTube, what would be some examples of content that an agent could create on a YouTube channel that could lead to, that could be like a, a lead generator, right? Like an attraction mechanism. Yeah. I would say that basically, of course, talking about specifically YouTube, but this applies to any other platform too or any other channel, is that as an agent, what I always tell my clients is that what you need to be focusing on the most, um, you know, to make your type of content uh, of is just content that at the end of the day is going to be entertaining too. I think that's one of the most important things. Like people do want to be entertained, but at the same time, they want to be educated. They want to be informed. They want to learn something new, valuable. Like what I always call the name of the game is value. Like uh, at the end of the day, 
you know, of course, the main difference between YouTube and other platforms is that on YouTube, you may make a more elaborated type of longer video where you're giving more details and more uh, like juice to whatever you're talking about. But at the same time, the, the same rules apply. You still need to make it entertaining, engaging, kind of like not just monotone or like, you know, uh, and then at the end of the day, yeah, like I would just say that, you know, sometimes what you need to show um, in clients, for example, just to take an example, as an example, Jose Luis, right? We work with him on, on YouTube. I think one of the main things that people value about Jose Luis is that compared to uh, many other agents out there, like his level of understanding and knowledge of real estate is Super, is super high, right? Like he knows about a lot of things that could really benefit some uh, buyers or sellers in certain situations that they might not be aware of, right? Uh, like even just talking about a 1031 exchange, you know, about like uh, with, with real estate investors, like that could really attract people that might be in that situation, but they might not even know that that solution was available for them. Uh, so kind of just showing them that that's what kind of differenti differentiates uh, you between any other agent is the level of knowledge that, that you can have. I remember that with him, we did even a campaign uh, kind of like putting out there a video of him talking about some of these things that people may not know about. Uh, and then it was more like the messaging was like, hey, don't hire just any other agent. Hire an agent that can not just be only just your agent, but also an advisor at the same time. So that that's pretty much what... I would advise people to focus on on, on any, any type of channel, just really providing value, showing people that you know what you're talking about and that you have the knowledge that they need uh, for, you know, for, you, for the service that they're offering. Yeah, it's interesting because as you say that, I'm thinking about the videos that have gotten, you know, because we have some videos that has like almost 200,000 views on them. And it's, a, it's what we would call valuetainment. Mm -hmm. So it's valuable, but it's entertaining. So it's valuable exactly. if you see me setting an appointment with somebody and you hear the way, the way I'm speaking and what I'm saying. But then, you know, with the uh, two claps and a Ric Flair and like some of the captions and being playful and all that stuff, then it's entertaining. So if you can yeah. do both at the same time, that's really where kind of the, the magic is at. So that makes a lot of sense. Now, exactly. what about, you know, one of the things that I've also told a lot of my kind of higher producing coaching clients is I'm like, dude, you got to do a podcast. And mm -hmm. it's like what I'm aware of is that oftentimes they resist. Like, I don't know. That seems a little complicated when the truth is it's like really not that complicated. <laughs> it's actually not that difficult at all. So how do you think having a podcast could benefit real estate agents? Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest benefits we've seen for most of our clients that have podcasts as a real estate agent is um, I would put as number one networking, even, you know, even on top of every, everything else is networking because at the end of the day, I just think uh, having a podcast kind of pushes you sometimes uh, and not just maybe you directly, but like, for example, we have clients that like also please that he does uh, delegate most of the, like the groundwork of, of having a podcast, meaning like scheduling the, the actual interviews with people, reaching out to them and all that to like, you know, my team or, or people that work for him. But at the end, of, at the end of the day, it just pushes you or your team or whatever to reach out to new people that may, you might've not been, uh, involved with or interacted with in, in your life and then just kind of bring them on the podcast. And obviously you're always going to be looking to bring on people that are experts, successful in the business or, uh, at, the, at the same time. So whenever you're already talking to them in a podcast for like 30 minutes to an hour, you're already establishing some type of like relationship with them and, and, and kind of getting a connection going with them already. So then uh, even from there, I've, I'm aware that even uh, other clients that I've had, 
from podcast episodes that they did with with guests that they never even spoken to ever before after the podcast they exchange information contact information and they start talking and then boom like all of a sudden they actually were involved in a major deal together or things like that right so you can always uh, you never know who you're going to be talking to in your, even on your on your podcast sometimes that might uh, end up helping you uh, create a big opportunity in the future you know so i would say i think that's one of the big, biggest things i would always say like networking is one of the biggest things yeah yeah it's interesting because i think in the future that like social capital is actually going to be more valuable than monetary capital so mm -hmm. like an example of that is like you know i um i got invited maybe it was last year or the year before where i was uh i went on grant cardone's helicopter because uh, we've invested some money with him and what was so interesting is that just by him being in the room, you're going to get 20, 30, 40,000 views on whatever you post. So it's yeah. interesting in terms of social capital being actually more valuable than monetary capital. So anything that he kind of, he's like this big son because he has so much social capital and anybody who's like him who has a lot of you know, attention, uh, anything that they direct the son to elevates. Uh, yeah. And it shines a light on them, right? So, you know, through podcasting, what you're saying is it's like it's networking. And then the other thing I wrote down was that um, it allows you to create content that you can then blast out to your database and it positions you as the expert. So if you're yeah. interviewing everybody in your local market who has anything to do with real estate, like the lenders, the appraisers, the inspectors, the you know, builders, which you may not have any relationship with and you can connect with them. And everybody's flattered. They're like, oh, you have a podcast? Like, oh man, can I be on your podcast? Right, right. Um, so, but you're meeting all of these people. And then what you can do is you can have that in your database, whatever database you're using and just do a batch email and blast it all out to them. And mm -hmm. it positions you as the expert networking, like you said, and also becomes a lead generation source. So that makes a lot of sense to me. Now, this next question I think is really important, right? So what should people not do on social or on any of these channels, right? Because sometimes I see people and I'm like, bro, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing that? Or sometimes I see some agents who I don't really understand while they're doing because I'm like, I'm not clear what you're selling here. It looks yeah. like you're selling something else, you know what I'm saying? So, so what should people not do on any of these platforms? Yeah. So, I mean, I would say the number one thing that I always advise anybody, and I'm not just a real estate agent, but anybody to not do on their social media is buy followers. Like uh, that, that's a big thing that people uh, uh, until this day, they still do. They still buy followers from like, there's a lot of the, buying followers is pretty easy. Like you can go on Google, look up uh, any service that offers that, and then they'll get you like a thousand, 10,000, even a hundred thousand. It depends on how much money you want to pay them. Right. But you can, you can get fake followers or, or, you know, uh, bots or whatever as, uh, as followers. And then, you know, you could, you could always, uh, justify it by saying, okay, yeah, that will help me at the beginning since I just have a pretty new account, uh, with the social proof aspect of things, right? Like, like getting people to actually real people to see my, my page in at least in the superficial way, see, okay, yeah, he has a lot of followers and that must mean that I should follow him too. Right. This is a psychology thing with social proof, but the biggest, um, negative side of it is that uh, first of all, that's gonna affect your account with the overall algorithms of, of uh, most of these platforms, uh, because of course they have their al algorithms designed to identify all these, uh, you know, uh, things that go against even like their policies. And then if, if they see that, first of all, when people buy followers on Instagram, 
those followers are gonna go away. Like they're not followers that you're buying or stay there forever. They're gonna be like, because they, they, the Instagram platform starts removing them automatically, like on a daily or weekly or monthly basis. So then what's really good that gonna do is that uh, on the algorithm, they see that you have, or, or are supposed to have a certain amount of followers that say maybe I got 2,000, 5,000 followers that you, that you bought most of them. And then they see that you're posting like a picture or a video or something. And then they start to see your, your engagement. It doesn't really add up with, with what your followers are supposed to be like. So then that in their mind is just like, okay, this person is putting out their content that is not good content that people don't like. That's what they see at the beginning because they're like, hey, this person is supposed to have this amount of followers but only gets maybe five likes on the, on the, on the post because in reality, you may only have like 100 real followers. So uh, that's that already going to affect your page because then uh, Instagram is going to be like, okay, this this uh, creator doesn't put out content that is liked or engaged by, 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 by users, so we're not going to push out his content as much to new people anymore. So then you're already kind of, you know... Uh, kind of like uh, hurting your own uh, page on, on the growth that you could have had if you can just be patient and start, you know, from zero to like, you know, wherever you, you want to get to. Yeah. And it's super interesting. So I wrote down that I, and I've seen people who do that, right? Uh, for sure. I'm sure we all have. And um, in the end, what you're saying is that's like short-term thinking. You're not thinking long-term. Yeah. And also to uh, the algorithm figures out based on engagement. And you can see, by the way, anybody who's listening to this, if somebody has like, you know, 100,000 followers, but they do a post and they have like 250 people like it. Yeah, most of those followers are fake, right? Because yeah. there's not a lot of engagement going on there. The other algorithm will figure that out and start to remove them. And then the other thing is interesting is that I didn't really start playing in the social space till maybe like a couple of years ago. And what I realized is you don't need a gigantic audience in order to like, create like a sizable business. You really don't. You just need like, you know, like a, a group of people who um, really engage with your content and you add a lot of value and you can do like really well. So I think there's a misperception that like, cause I think in America it's all about like, you know, how big it is and how many followers you have and like that, like size always matters. And like, I know that's true in a lot of things. I'm aware here though, like if you have a solid like base of raving fans who are really into you and into your content, you can, there's all different ways that you can add value to that group and that they would compensate you for the value that you're adding, you know, different ways to monetize it. Yeah. No, even, even kind of going back real quick uh, to YouTube, for example, like there's people that um, also even up to this day buy subscribers on YouTube. So then at that point, what you're seeing is that, Hey, like what's better to have a, a, a channel with like maybe a million followers and, and not all of them have to be fake, but maybe a lot of them are also, followers that they got with videos that didn't really relate specifically to what they really want to be achieving with their channel or selling or, or their, their product or whatever, right? Um, what's more valuable that or just having a channel with maybe like, let's say 10,000 subscribers that are really, really valuable people that are really interested and invested in what you have to say, what you have to sell in, in, in you know, your service or product, it, that's more valuable because at the end of the day, even when it comes to just monetizing on YouTube with YouTube paying you directly for the views and everything, uh, of course, if you have a million followers, but then those, from those million followers, only, I don't know, 100,000 or less are really kind of active with your content. And then from those active viewers, they don't watch more than 10 to 20% of your video. You're not going to make as much money even from YouTube AdSense as somebody that has 10,000 followers that really invests maybe uh, more than 50, 60, 70% of the, of the video. They, they actually watch it and just are really, really invested. You're going to make even more money that way um, or just going to be more valuable. Yeah. 
Yeah, over time. So it's just like a patience mm-hmm. game and not not being like not being concerned about, you know, if people are uh you know, flocking to you, but more, you know, you produce content for people that, you know, really enjoy it and whatever that number is, it is. And you don't, it doesn't need to be gigantic in order for you to, you know, create a nice living for yourself or, you know, allow you, it'll allow you to do something that you're really passionate about or like, you know, it's wild that we live in a time now where like, if you geek out about pickles, you could have multiple different channels about pickles and probably make a living talking about pickles. You know what I'm saying? Like a hundred percent. And that's just, that's crazy that the, that's that's the environment that we live in at the moment, but that's what's available. So um, I guess my, my next question to you is, is um, for those who are listening to this, I know you've added a lot of value. You've given all these ideas. We're having an interesting conversation. Like what would be the benefit for those that are listening for them to engage with a company like yours, whether it's yours or somebody else? Yeah. So I always say that the biggest benefit, um, you know, a real estate agent or anybody that that, uh, is a business owner that just wants to grow their business or personal brand on social media, the biggest benefit they're going to have with working with people like us or delegating that to uh, professionals like us that dedicate themselves to just do that every single day. It's uh, first of all, is that, you know, I'm always very transparent and truthful. Like, can you if you actually like, you know, for example, paid attention to everything that we talked about right now, take, took notes and even do additional research and wanted to invest your own time and posting your own stuff and editing your own stuff, can you do it technically? Yes. Is it impossible? No. I mean, it's not impossible for you, Aaron, to do everything that we're doing for you by, by doing it yourself. But then if you actually think about, you know, the time that you're investing on those type of activities is it worth your time or not, right? Because as a real estate agent, for example, you know, you guys are already super busy as it is, right? On With setting appointments, cold calling, this, this and that. Um, is that, you know, do you, do you think it's more valuable to just, uh, you know, spend your time coming up with ideas, coming up with captions, coming up with uh, hashtags, like looking at what times things need to be posted, testing different things, editing a, a TikTok or a video, that's not the best use of your time. So that, that, that's one of the biggest things I always tell people is like, hey, like you should be focusing on what you do the best, which might be closing deals, getting more uh, clients and, and things done in your business that would kind of elevate your business to the next level and, and make you more money or be more worthwhile for you uh, rather than just investing most of your time and, and, and energy or efforts on little things that, or, or just things that you can just um, delegate to somebody that knows exactly how to do it and that's they can put their full focus on it because then your focus is just split in many different ways, right? So um, that that's what I think one of the biggest benefits is for that too. Yeah, that's true. And that was my experience in terms of that evolution where I was kind of doing it on my own, but it wasn't super consistent and it was kind of, you know, the same thing all the time. And um, what I wrote down is that like, we're all really in two businesses. One is the media business. And the second is, is whatever we do professionally. So it doesn't matter what, whether you're a real estate agent or a doctor or accountant or attorney, we're really in two separate businesses, right? There's the media component and then there's whatever profession that you're in. So I find it very interesting. Like when you see now, like on TikTok, you see, or even on an Instagram, you see all these videos of chiropractors and they put the little uh, you know, microphone on while they're cracking stuff and it gets yeah. tons of views, but it's like, it's so interesting because now they have a whole separate media division and those chiropractors, they murder the game. They do so much business. Everybody wants to come see them. Everybody wants to, you know, and, and they just, they understand that. And I think now in the current time that we're in, it's so important to have a media division, whether it's you or if you have somebody like you help. And to your point, um, 
you know, as agents, our attention uh, should be on just a few things, prospect, lead, follow-up, go on appointments, negotiate deals, yeah. right? So I have found that the system, in terms of that evolution, it was just me doing it. And then it's like the evolution is, it's like, okay, now we have team members who give us ideas and then we have, it's up to us to shoot the content. We drop that into like a Dropbox or something. And then it's edited and chopped up and posted w without us, you know, our involvement. So then my yeah. job is just as the talent. So it's like, mm -hmm. I show up, you've given me the script. You kind of give me what to say, like what, what to do sort of thing. And then I just do it. Right. And that's manageable. That like might take me an hour, an hour and a half, whatever, like on a day to shoot, you know, content for a week. And then we can push it out the door. So that makes total sense to me. And so, and then I guess my next question to you would be, is that like, you know, cause there's a lot of companies out there who do what you do. So what makes yours different? Yeah, I would say the biggest things that make my company uh, different from any other company out there or most companies out there is, uh, you know, I've had a lot of experience in the past when I started in the marketing business. I actually started as a marketing manager for a, for a company and uh, I had to deal with a lot of third party companies, like you know, other agencies like mine. Um, and I saw the experience that a customer would have on the customer side, uh, which is one of the biggest things that, uh, you know, anybody could complain about in, in a lot of these businesses is that a lot of them, they, they say, hey, like all communications with us should be mo mostly done through email. Send me an email, uh, like, a, like a support ticket, uh, and we'll get back to you like in 24 hours, 48 hours, even sometimes, you know, just to kind of resolve a simple thing that could have been done in a, maybe a few minutes. Um, so one of the, the biggest things with my company that I always uh, value the most in my team or, or you know, with, with anybody, it's communication. Communication is key for me. Like, uh, I love having constant and, uh, you know, a two-way type of communication always with our clients where almost uh, at any certain type of point in time, like our client, if they need something really urgently to be done for some reason on their, on their social media page or they have a, a last minute type of idea that they want to they want to run by us, they know that they can contact us directly through text, through, through uh, you know, email, phone number, call us, like whatever it is, we're kind of available for them uh, because the way that we see it is that we are not just like a marketing agency that offers our services for posting and, and organic growth or whatever, but we're also advisors at the same time. Like we want to be there every step of the way with you, even at the beginning, most importantly, uh, just like advising you even, you know, because we don't just tell you like, Hey, uh, we need three to five videos a week that we need to post uh, because that's the package that you have. And that's how many videos we need to post for you. Just send us whatever you can and then we'll post it. No, like we, you know, we've had even clients that sometimes at the beginning, they sent us content to, for us to edit and post. But then we don't really, uh, we don't think that that, the, that content was done in the best way it could have. So then we go back to the client and be like, hey, you know, maybe this video could be reshot. Maybe maybe you, when, when you do it again, you could do this, 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 this differently. And then we want to always make sure that, um, you know, because I, we think if we help you or as the client deliver the best type of content to us, that we are the ones that really focus on distributing that content and getting the most results out of it, then yeah, I mean, if we start from you and improving the way that you deliver things to us, then that's gonna help us do our job better and getting you the results that you're looking for. And then we're gonna get more clients that are satisfied and then that's really gonna help our, our business grow to the level that we want that they want it to. Yeah, that's awesome, brother. So then if people wanna find you, like how, how can they find you? 
Uh, yeah, so we're gonna actually be putting a link right here on, on the screen. You, you'll you, you'll be able to see the URL, but then also we're gonna put it on the description uh, of this video since uh, we have control on this video for Aaron. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll put it there. We'll put it on the description. Uh, so then you know, you know, you guys can just go there, click the link. I think there's gonna be like a, a button that says like uh, get in contact with us now, and then maybe a calendar link to so like the best day and time to get in contact with us, and then we'll we'll make things happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. So, you know, listen, brother, I really appreciate you taking the time. I know your time is very valuable. I can personally attest, uh, having, you know, worked with uh, Esteban and his team that, uh, you know, I've, I've seen results very clearly. His team are, you know, uh, easy to work with. What he's talking about in terms of communication is accurate. And, uh, you know, again, I'm just, I, I know that money and power follow attention, and then attention ends up find, following money and power. So it's a critical component to what we're doing. We're in two separate businesses. Um, one is the media business. And the second is, is that we happen to sell real estate or whatever of the profession that you're in. If you're listening to this, more likely not you're a real estate agent. So if you've liked this episode and you think it's helpful or useful to you, be sure to smash the you know like button and the subscribe button. And then if you know you think this could be helpful or useful for somebody else just go ahead and share it with uh, someone so again i appreciate you esteban and uh, look forward to connecting with you soon absolutely thank you man take care bye thank you so much for listening to the aaron novello podcast be sure to subscribe and follow aaron on instagram at aaron novello happy hunting <laughs>